Welcome to Ahead in the Cloud, where business leaders share what they've learned on their cloud journey. I'm Chad Watt, Emphasis Knowledge Institute researcher and writer, here today with Anant Adya, Executive Vice President for Cobalt at Emphasis. Thank you. Anant, tell us a little bit about how long you've been with Emphasis and what led to your role leading cloud infrastructure and Cobalt. So first of all, thank you, Chad, for this opportunity. In fact, I've been looking forward to doing this podcast because Cobalt and cloud is my passion, right? In fact, uh, it's also a big bet for the company. I've been with Infosys for 14 years now. I joined in uh, 2008 in uh, what we used to call that time as infrastructure management services. So it was all about services and we were very focused on making sure that we keep the lights on of our customers' infrastructure and data centers and network and everything else. So if you look at my role at Infosys, it has evolved from what we used to do in 2008 to what I do today. And essentially all of that has been because of the shift that we have seen in the world of digital, right? Or in general, customers moving to digital. So today my role is all about cloud infrastructure security. And I also play a role of the go-to-market person for the Cobalt ecosystem, where we take all the offerings under Cobalt across all the service lines to the market, working very closely with the hyperscalers like AWS, Azure, and Google. So that's essentially my role. So you say cloud and cobalt is your passion. What led you to be so fond of cloud? Yeah, so if you look at my background, right? In fact, I started, I don't even know if you remember these technologies, but I started with what we used to call disk operating system, DOS. Oh, yeah. 2.2, by the way. I remember it. (laughs) And uh, essentially, and this was way back in 1996. And my guru, as we call in India, my mentor came and told me that, you know, mainframes are going to die. So everything is going to be open systems. It's going to be Intel. It's going to be Windows. It's going to be SCO and it's going to be Novel Netware. So you should start training on that. Uh, So there was a natural tendency for a lot of the folks during that time to get into software, but I was more passionate about hardware. So I wanted to get into the bare metal, as we call, right? I mean, the nuts and bolts and, you know, we didn't have laptops as mainstream that time, but opening the desktop and, you know, repairing the drives, repairing the motherboard, soldering, cabling. So I come from the core hands-on background. And essentially, that's what led me to sort of build a career in the world of infrastructure. And slowly, I moved into the data center world. And then, of course, we have network, we have security. Today, if you look at cloud, essentially, it is a scalable, elastic compute that's available globally for customers to use to embark on the digital journey. So I would say the passion of hardware is what led me to what I do today. And it has become a natural extension of what I do. So there's a little bit less solder involved in cloud today. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) But uh, that's fascinating. Tell me, uh, did you ever build your own computer? Absolutely. Many, many of them. In fact, even today, uh, I don't know if people understand this, you know, we used to have RJ45 cables, which we used to make all by ourselves. So crimping and, you know, uh, sort of, you know, doing all the coaxial, using coaxial cables and soldering, all of that was very mainstream. I think, you know, these days uh, I joke about it, but, you know, the folks who work on computers are all, you know, they get their troubleshooting skills from Google and not from what we used to do during that time. I want to push you a little bit here on the hardware versus software. What is it about the hardware background that kind of helps you deliver solutions in cloud? How does hardware inform your approach to infrastructure? Yeah, in fact, you know, things have changed. Uh, In the last few years, 
in fact one of the themes that we have been using within infosys is uh, software is a new hardware right i'll tell you the reason behind that right essentially if you look at what is happening today whether uh, whether you use apps like uber or you use instacart or you're using applications like airbnb on your cell phone you are actually dealing with an app rather than dealing with a physical hotel or a physical car or a physical grocery store so essentially software is enabling everything that we see around us so anything that you have today whether it is bare metal infrastructure or network or security or devices it's all abstracted with a layer of software so i would say you need to have a very good understanding of what the hardware does but to make it operate in an efficient way i think we require robust software and i i would say that you know the future is all going to be software which will drive high quality and high optimized hardware so i would say it's it's complementary in, in a way so cloud is everywhere it's essential to companies regardless of their size large companies as well as small cloud is how my kids kept learning through the pandemic how is it that cloud became so pervasive go back to like that 2008 period where you're talking infrastructure and the task is keep the lights on to today where that's only one portion of it right well absolutely in, in fact you know when cloud started becoming mainstream and i would say it was somewhere in 2004 2005 time frame it was still considered as compute and storage that was available to the customers right in in a in a globally elastic way so for those who did not want to spend money on capex and for those who did not have time to get the delivery of infrastructure build that infrastructure in their data centers and you know deploy on their projects they started leveraging cloud and we used to call it burst capacity right so if the customer does not have the capacity on prem they will use the capacity that is available in the cloud to get their work done so it all started with that essentially there were only three reasons why customer used to look at cloud when it started it was one for burst capacity second it was all opex which means you know you didn't have to spend money to buy the capex and number 3 you did not have to worry about having physical data centers you don't have to worry about where it resides and you can basically use it on tap right so that those were predominantly the reasons when it started but as we got into the pandemic there were customers who started sort of you know fast tracking their journey of technology and they didn't have the time and energy to sort of you know look at buying infrastructure or you know writing code so they started using cloud in a big way to enable their workers and their employees to work from home and to be productive to collaborate and you know to make sure that you know they deliver what they actually are supposed to do so it all became very very pervasive during the pandemic and now as we get out of the pandemic i think it has become the foundation for all the innovation so today cloud is no longer a destination right i mean cloud is part of everything mm-hmm. so whether you are sort of writing a piece of software you are expanding into new markets you are building products and solutions you are creating new experiences cloud is one such technology which is part of everything so i would say that you know going forward i think this is going to be one of the six technologies that i speak about which is going to be in everything that we do scalability was that original strength of cloud and it's still powerful for especially small companies that want to look like they're big companies but what about the big companies you work with what is the most critical strength and benefit big companies are getting from cloud right now well i think this is a great question in fact one of the things that has transformed the way enterprises were looking at cloud is why cloud right 
in fact there was a very tactical way customers used to look at cloud as we were calling it as you know burst capacity operational expense and you know looking at capacity on demand and those kind of things but now they have realized that cloud is becoming the foundation for innovation and i'll tell you innovation or we call it as you no know, enabling the digital journey as we call it. now what is digital right i mean digital is not about technology and i'll give a simple example right so we have this beauty products company that is a japanese beauty products company and they wanted to expand in north america right and they didn't have the time like you know one year to set up their it and you know look at implementing erp software and you know building a data center and establishing a network they had 12 weeks before they went live in north america they actually partnered with us and they said we want to go live in 3 to 4 months and uh, we want you to set up it in totality right in the sense it <laughs> as a service this will include building infrastructure setting up collaboration implementing an erp software and enabling all our business process so hey infosys can you help us and this is where uh, we actually partnered with microsoft azure and uh, of course sap as our implementation partner for erp and we set up their entire operations in us in north america in uh, less than 12 weeks so this is a great example of how customers who are wanting to establish in the new markets open new markets sell their solutions or sell their products in new markets can use a power of cloud so i would say that you know that's one example right and essentially cloud actually is enabling all those digital imperatives for the customers whether it is expanding into new markets building new products and solutions as we call fail fast learn fast customers are no longer scared to try new things today right and that is what has changed in the enterprise the way they look at cloud today ana tell us how the why of cloud has evolved since 2008 when you were dealing in cloud and infrastructure and keeping the lights on to where we are today Absolutely. In fact, the way to best explain this is customers never spend time on thinking about why they should be leveraging the power of cloud, right? Or why they should use cloud as one of the technologies. In fact, one of the great examples I just saw it last week, HSBC actually released their results and one of the line items in the presentation of the CEO, he which is making to the investors He's talking this about is HSBC, the big global bank. Global right? bank, yes, and this is in public domain, so it's uh, something that we can share. There is a line item called digitize, and in the report that he is presenting to the investors, there is three things that they're talking about. One is how many agile teams have been set up to build new products and solutions. Uh, second is the percentage of workloads that are residing on the cloud, and third is the percentage of transactions that are automated. Right. so even the large enterprises and banks like hsbc have now started measuring the power of digital and they have started reporting to the street the quality of work that they are doing to enable the digital journey right and this includes a big component called cloud so the thing that i spoke about in terms of why cloud is more and more customers and enterprises are now thinking about what is cloud going to do to have a business impact or to deliver a business impact right for them and the business impact is measured in three ways right one is is there going to be an impact on the bottom line which is all about improved operational expense saving money saving money and all of that number two is it going to have an impact on the top line which is generating more revenue right mm-hmm. expanding to new markets using new products and solutions sort of you know getting more consumers to use their products and solutions and those kind of things and the third and the most important thing is uh, is it helping them to sort of you know become more agile in the way they do things so i would say that you know uh, essentially everything is being measured with respect to the business impact 
And now there is a new thing that has got added to this is the ESG impact. In fact, more and more customers have started looking at sustainability and, you know, carbon footprint as one of their sustainability goals. Cloud ESG is make- being environmental, social and governance. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, in fact, that also is becoming one of the big parameters and uh, cloud is helping in a big way. So I would say uh, top line impact, bottom line impact, becoming agile in the way they do things. And fourth is, of course, the ESG impact. These kind of accountability things. How is cloud enabling those? Oh, big time. In fact, there are several things that customers are doing, right? At a very tactical level, getting rid of your data centers, right? And moving your workloads to cloud. These days, if you look at all the hyperscalers, whether it is Azure, Google, AWS, Alibaba, and, you know, of course, IBM, Oracle, they're all building data centers, which are green data centers. They are using green energy. They're actually partnering with the energy consortiums to drive carbon footprint goals. So essentially, when you actually migrate your workloads from on-prem into cloud by retiring your data centers, you're making a huge impact with respect to sustainability goals. Similarly, when you actually move to cloud, the amount of power, the amount of storage, the amount of compute that you require actually gets rationalized. Thereby, you're using less and you're actually, again, using less power. So there are a lot of these tactical things that are impacting sustainability goals. And many of the enterprises are reporting them as well. So I think that's the impact. So cloud has grown more complex. It can deliver more for companies. It's much more strategic. But let's dig in on the complexity a little bit. Can you tell me what is multi-cloud or poly-cloud and how should companies think about that? Oh, absolutely. Even the cloud journey has gone through an evolution, right? I mean, essentially, when enterprises started embarking on a journey of cloud, the thought process was that, you know, everything should reside in public cloud, right? And there was this... Uh, and tell us what public cloud is now? The AWS, Azure, and Google, right? Where, where you know, you predominantly work with the public cloud providers. Amazon, Google, Amazon, Google Microsoft, right. uh, Ali Cloud, and IBM Cloud, and those kind of things. So essentially, that was a thought process, right? In the sense, everything will reside in public cloud, and nothing will remain on-prem. There won't be data centers and all of that. But fast forward 2021 and 2022, We see now three clouds. One is the edge cloud, the cloud that is at the edge where uh, you have retail stores, you have factories, you have warehouses, you have distribution centers, you have uh, service providers doing the work. You have the data centers and the on-prem cloud, which is cloud as we call as a private cloud. And then you have, of course, the public cloud. Uh, So essentially, the world is going to be hybrid from edge to core to cloud. It's going to be hybrid cloud. And that's where customers have started leveraging the power of multiple clouds. So sometimes we use the word polycloud, sometimes we use the word multi-cloud, but essentially it's going to be a hybrid cloud world. Cobalt is the name of Emphasis Cloud Systems. Tell me what that is and how it has all come together. Absolutely. So when we, when we launched Cobalt, and I remember the date, August 12, 2020, we actually said that you know, Cobalt is a set of services, solutions, and platforms that are coming together to accelerate customers' journey to digital, right? So that's the definition of Cobalt. The reason why we launched this brand and we brought everything together under Cobalt is everybody was talking about cloud. Everybody had their own solutions, their assets, their platforms and products. Everybody had their own narrative to go to market. Everybody used to differentiate their cloud story in a different way. And we thought it's better to bring all of this together. So as you know, we are the first provider in the world to launch an integrated brand under cloud, which is called Cobalt. 
and soon after we did it some of our other competitors actually followed us but the whole definition of cobalt when we started was a combination of art and science that said let's ask what is cobalt 2.0 what comes in the next version we at infosys internally call it cobalt 2.0 but i would say this is the next evolution of cobalt right and we are looking at cobalt in two ways one is we want to go industry cloud right so every business and every industry has specific needs when it comes to how they leverage cloud right so financial services has a way of doing things because if you look at financial services right they have and you go and ask any financial services guys they will say we have five objectives right one is we want to reduce the risk of all the things that are happening in the finance world we want to basically make sure that you know we improve our security posture with respect to what's happening with uh, the cyber attacks and ransomware and everything else they want to modernize the way banking is done because they want to modernize the core systems that they have some of the banks that we deal with they still run mainframes right and they are so tied to mainframes so they are very rigid and you know they can't sort of you know be agile and last but not the least they want to basically cater to consumers like us and improve our experience where they can give personalized experiences to us right these are the imperatives of a banker now if you go to a manufacturer they will have very very different sort of you know imperatives right So essentially what we are doing is we are customizing our cloud story to cater to these industries and we call it as industry clouds so every industry will have a narrative every industry will have a reference architecture and every industry will have specific solutions that we are going to take to the market so that's the next evolution of what we are doing in cobalt and uh, that's what we mean by cobalt 2.0 internally we've talked about all the possibilities and things cloud can do Do you have any recommendations on some things that companies should not be doing in the cloud? Yeah, so essentially I think you know don't look at cloud as a destination for your data center. So cloud is not just about That's what about, it used to be used for though, right? It used yeah. to be used for that, right? So it is not just about taking in piece of infrastructure that you have on prem and put it in the cloud. Cloud is not just about moving your workloads or cloud is not just about setting up compute. Cloud has become the foundation for innovation. so use cloud for business innovation and don't just use for tactical reasons so that's what i would say is there any other new innovation that has you excited about the cloud right now i think metaverse is going to be big and explain to me what metaverse is see in fact you know it's it's a i i would say it's everything about digital right how do you actually digital digital the physical and the digital world coming together right we are all very early on and you know we are looking at what metaverse use cases are we have more than 100 use cases already at infosys which we have developed and we are going to take them to the market to our customers and do prototyping and see how we can enable some of our customers metaverse journey but i would say that you know some of these new things are going to be sort of you know becoming mainstream including ar vr and blockchain and multiple other things so i would say that's essentially what a lot of customers are embarking on but otherwise you know again as i said cloud is going to be the foundation for everything and anything that we'll do so as you rightly said cloud is going to be everywhere cloud is everywhere anna thanks for your time and thanks for sharing your insights with us it's always a pleasure to talk with you about cloud thank you thank you chat for the time and uh, look forward to many more conversations This podcast is part of our collaboration with MIT Tech Review in partnership with Emphasis Cobalt. Visit our content hub on technologyreview.com to learn more about how businesses across the globe are moving from cloud chaos to cloud clarity. Be sure to follow Ahead in the Cloud wherever you get your podcasts. You can find more details in our show notes and transcripts at emphasis.com/iki. 
in our podcast section. Thanks to our producers, Catherine Burdett, Christine Calhoun, Doe Bigley, and Yulia Dabari. As we like to say at the Knowledge Institute, until next time, keep learning and keep sharing.